Hello, beautiful humans. First of all, thank you for listening to Crown by Design, a Dash of Everything podcast. I am your host, Miranda Meyer McCarty. You know how I like to start the episode with a good little life update. So this is January 7th. I've been back to work for a week. And I know this sounds like I'm future recording, but I'm just like trying to recall everything that's happened in seven days. And it's like, Wow, like I got back to, since I work at Purdue University, uh, we are very lucky we get a paid winter recess for like the last like week of the year, like a little bit before um, Christmas and then right after New Year's. And so I went back on Tuesday, the 2nd, so that was very nice uh, to have that break. So it was a little hard to get back in the routine of getting up at 6, where we even changed too, because we were getting up at 6.30 in the morning, and we, me and Lonnie, and then Festus very begrudgedly gets up, because he cannot get away from us, but now we're moving up our schedule to get up at 6.20, and just that 10 minutes has changed so much with what we can do with our time because like Lonnie has to leave a little bit before me and then I leave for work and like we have to take care of like each other like get ourselves ready for work and then like I make sure we have breakfast and I pack our lunches and then I go and walk Festus to make sure he gets a good walk before having to be home for the work day and so it was just interesting like just 10 minutes how much that changes but like I'm actually able to finish my whole skincare routine before breakfast and where I was like getting up doing half of it going to make breakfast pack lunch eat breakfast with Lonnie and then go walk Festus and then come back and scramble to finish my skincare and hurry and go to work it's like oh I don't have to scurry and hurry I can just like okay taking care of my skin so I feel good about that and good thing about talking about skincare routines my next bullet of life updates is I've been in the routine of establishing healthy habits and like it sounds so weird but I'm just like I'm 25 I know a lot of people like start worrying about things at different ages different times of their lives and like if they have the luxury to worry about some of these things. So I'm very lucky and very grateful that I get to have a point in my life where I'm like, oh, I go and get my split ends trimmed off my hair every 12 weeks so I can like maintain growth. But like, so it's not all ratty because I have a weird goal to see how long I can grow out my hair. I know, so stupid, but I always had long hair growing up for the most part. I had a few times that I went down to a bob in elementary school and then shoulder length hair in college. And then so there's like a certain length, like I've never been able to grow it past. So that was the whole goal of like every 12 weeks encourages enough time for growth but a healthy time to cut split ends to keep going. So that's like one of my little corny healthy habits and then like establishing a healthy skin routine of like doing all the steps in the morning and how to take care of it at night. So I'm still working on some of it. I'm tweaking it, but I'm getting into that. I'm 80, I'm sorry. 
I'm drinking 80 ounces of water at least every day between Monday and Friday. And I'm working on the weekends now to like try to make sure I get that 80 ounce goal of water. So it's like one of those cheesy things that I'm just like, ah, I can worry about how much water I drink. But like that and then flossing. Like I had my dentist, of course, all dentists are like, please floss for the love of all things holy. So I'm finally getting into flossing. I have a water pick. Lonnie and I floss and we water pick. And then we also started this month, this year off, uh, doing oil pulling. So it's an Ayurvedic uh, practice of oil pulling, which is this uh, mixture of coconut oil with these essential oils and vitamins that you swish in your mouth. So you go from two minutes and you work up to 10 minutes and you swish it and then you spit it out and then you brush your teeth and then they kind of want you to uh, scrape your tongue and then I add on flossing because, uh, duh, my dentist is on my ass about that. So shout out to all you healthy flossers out there. But so it was something that Lonnie saw go viral over TikTok. But hey, if it's Ayurvedic, I will probably always be down to try it. So here we are. And so there we go. Water, skin routine, a healthier morning routine, uh, flossing. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. I did, I forget what I was doing. I was doing something else that I was very proud of, but whatever. And then I had a physical at the end of the year and I'm healthy. So I'm very happy and healthy about that. Very grateful, but I know I need to lose weight. And especially with my back injury that I don't know if I've talked to you guys about that before. Um, but I just need to lose some weight and tighten my core. So I've been, since I work at Purdue, I'm very grateful they have a program that I can go and talk to a dietitian and work with them. So I'm working with my dietitian to try to get some more healthier eating habits and start to understand uh, what I should do more exercise-wise because I really drift off on exercising Like everybody does, you know, you have periods in your life that you're like, oh, yeah. But I had to actually go to PT for, like, something in my, like, chest area. So it's it's interesting. I'm waiting to see. I'll I'll report back on what the hell that's going to be like. But I'm also reorganizing my home office. Because in my home office, I can work remotely from work when they allow it, like, We're lucky every once in a while on some breaks, like academic breaks, to be able to work from home a little bit. And so I'm just trying to reorganize that. But also that's where a lot of my business inventory and my business stuff and like where I work on embroidery designs and stuff. So I'm just trying to do a big overall clean of that space and make it more user friendly. Also, I am such a nerd. But I got a new planner and I'm dying over it. I love it so much. I'm making so many like errors in pen and it's cringeworthy, yes. But it's a Laurel Denise planner and it's a horizontal planner in evergreen. Oh my god, if you know me, I love green. And so I just love it. It One of those Instagram ads that were spot on. 
uh, yeah, my wallet wasn't happy, but you know, those Instagram ads. So I love those. I'll probably be talking about that like for a couple more months because, oh my gosh, I love planning and it's so like planner friendly from a month to a week to like whole month to-do lists, whole month notes, like, oh, it's just beautiful, like, to-do lists for each day, to-do lists for the week, to-do lists for the month, and, like, you can see everything with the layout. I love it. The person's a genius. I wish them all great things. So, I'll report back in a couple months of how well I'm using it and if I finally figured out the perfect system. But yeah, I'm just working on a few projects with Crone by Design Metaphysical Boutique. And so I'm finalizing some huge markets I'll be in this year and then like keeping on the radio. Sorry, I mashed together radar and radio. So on the radar of any smaller shows that might blip up on my thing. And also if you... Since I work at Purdue, you know I live in Indiana. If you know of any great festivals that you love, any shows, any fairs, like markets that you think I should know of, please let me know at cronebydesign at gmail.com. I would love that. I'm welcome to all emails as long as you are kind. But yeah, some life updates. I am ready to just kick ass this year. And I hope it lasts more than a month, that energy. And so I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are taking some mental time for yourself to prepare for the new year. It is winter here in the Midwest and of the Northern Hemisphere. So that's usually a time when things slow down and it's good to slow down, to take time for you to breathe and just get ready for the warm weather where then there's like no excuse to not do anything. So take this time as an excuse to be still or at least be in your own home and enjoy that. And so we'll dive into the episode. This week we are discussing a topic that brings us further into the yoga lifestyle in learnings, and that is the koshas. They are five koshas, and they are referred to as layers of our existence, where everything we have learned within yoga is to be able to relate and weave into them, such as the eight limbs of yoga that I covered in episode five, which is a little ironic because the eight limbs of yoga, my episode, is episode five. And then this episode is of the five koshas. I did not plan that, But I love that little ironic little twist. But to go further into it, according to the Tatarin Apensad, I do have this in my source if I am butchering this and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, There are five koshas also referred to as layers or even sheaths that are layered in and through us, such as how an onion is formed with its many layers as a visual representation of what layers look like side by side but in a way that these layers do cross hatch into each other as well 
This quote from the Eckhart Yoga article named Yoga in the Koshas, the Layers of Being, explain the Koshas are quite similar to the eight limbs of Raha Yoga. They range from the densest part of our being, the body, to the most vast and subtle inner joy and peace. Although presented in a linear fashion here, these layers are interconnected and each subtle layer comprises and encompasses the layers denser than it. The koshas are very tightly knitted within our states of awareness. Those are waking, dream, and sleep, and our three bodies. Those are the gross, subtle, and casual. Once we begin to know and understand each kosha from the densest to the most subtle and connect how each works within our own existence, then we are beginning to open each gateway within the yogi practice along with everything else in yoga to become closer to our own oneness and how we are connected with the universe. So to give an overview of these five bodies, I found this excerpt from the Tatara Apsana a yoga classic foundational book that I was talking about earlier. It is in my sources, so you can understand the writing of the spelling of the title, but also if you are interested in looking more into that as a source for your own work. So that I want to begin with this before going through each kosha specifically. Human beings consist of a material body built from the food they eat. Those who care for this body are nourished by the universe itself. Inside this is another body made of life energy. It fills the physical body and takes its shape. Those who treat this vital force as divine experience, excellent health, and longevity because this energy is the source of physical life. Within the vital force is yet another body, this one made of thought energy. It fills the two denser bodies and has the same shape. Those who understand and control the mental body are no longer afflicted by fear. Deeper still lies another body comprised of intellect. It permeates the three denser bodies and assumes the same form. Those who establish their awareness here free themselves from unhealthy thoughts and actions and develop the self-control necessary to achieve their goals. Hidden inside it is yet a subtler body composed of pure joy. It pervades the other bodies and shares the same shape. It is experienced as happiness, delight, and bliss. The first body is physical. And the next four are invisible to the physical eye. This is where once we begin to understand how to tune in each body, we begin to become aware of each body within itself. The inner bodies are believed to be the source of our well-being during life. And they are also the vehicle we travel in after death. In India's ancient yogis developed specific exercises to strengthen and tone each body in turn to be able to help them into death. So as I'm beginning to explain the koshas and diving into 
what they are and what they are like condensed of and what they're made of and everything it kind of a good visual is like a russian nesting doll like you see the little like body figure and then you pull it apart and then another one's inside and you pull it apart another one's inside so you do that four times to see the five bodies but the thing is also these bodies are not just within the next, but they also weave within each other as well, which makes everyone so beautiful and unique is how I interpret it. So the first kosha is the Anamaya kosha, which is known as the food sheath and is connected with the earth element. The Anamaya kosha is the physical body made of matter which includes the skin, bones, muscles, organs, and other tissues, which is the densest part of our existence. This kosha is responsible for our basic survival needs like food, water, and shelter. And going even deeper, it is also ultimately what will become food for other creatures in their physical bodies. This is the kosha, sorry, this is the kosha with which we identify the most, because it is through the layer that we sense, feel, and move. It is the range of our activity and how we interact with the physical world around us. So how to feel that this kosha is being imbalanced? You might feel a separation from physical body and a lack of awareness of Ayurvedic constitution. In order to balance that, you need to become more body awareness through, uh, sorry, I keep wanting to mispronounce this, through asanas. So through yoga poses, that's what asanas are, and daily functional habits of living, appropriate diet and lifestyle. So I was kind of choking over the word asana because I just realized at work we do something that's called asana, and it's spelled exactly the same, but everybody pronounces that asana instead of asana. And so I, I just had a little brain fart there, so please excuse me. This next segment that I wanted to add for each of the koshas are how to tap into each kosha specifically. The article by Sally Kempton from Yoga Journal on Get to Know the Five Koshas and Learn More About Yourself does a really great way of squaring it down into a swift practice. So I will include her exercises for each kosha. I will be referencing her article a few times, and if you want to read it in its entirety, it will be in the show notes under sources. It is a great article, and the Yoga Journal is a really great website to read more on yoga and different practices. So a little free shout out to them. But turning back into the koshas, how to tap into this kosha to get into the physical body. Try this exercise. Notice your feet and your shoes. Tighten and relax the muscles in your calves. Touch your face and sense the contact between the fingers and the skin. Put your hand over your chest and feel your heartbeat or... Feel the contact between the hand and the flesh. Then pick an inner organ, your liver, heart, or kidneys, 
and try to find it with your attention. Really sink your intention into this organ. Just as you would in meditation, notice when you become distracted by thoughts. And when this happens, a when a thought pops through, note that it's a thought to yourself and come back to sensing the organ. Notice the settling and grounding effect of this practice. The second kosha is the pranamaya kosha, known as the vital sheath, and is connected with the water element. This kosha is made up of the five major pranas, helping flow life force energy throughout the body. It surrounds and penetrates the physical body as the vital energy which flows in and around the body. This kosha plays an important part in the vital functions we need to stay alive such as breathing, digestion, and circulation. One familiar aspect of the prana maya kosha is known as the aura and the life force which which flows through the intricate system of nadis or meridians of which there are approximately 72,000 in and around a human body. To know when this kosha is imbalanced, you might be feeling energy blockages, especially in the chakras, lack of breath awareness, and difficulty breathing. In order to resurrect balance within this kosha, you need to think about breath awareness, practice pranayama, chakra meditation, connection to nature, and other sources of prana. Sorry, I just like took a breath and had a weird like, I don't know, like a hiccup type thing. So back to it, how to tap into this kosha. Instead of feeling I am breathing, feel I'm being breathed. Let yourself relax into this feeling. If you notice your breath tightening, just notice it with the thought I am being breathed. Eventually, you may begin to feel the breath as energy, and you may sense that the body is bigger than the boundaries of the skin. This is a sign that you've entered the vital energy body. As this happens, you may find that your posture automatically readjusts itself, that your back or hips open. These are all effects of consciously assessing the vital energy body which is the storehouse of healing power in your system. Next up is the Manomaya Kosha. It is the mental sheath and is connected with the fire element. This Kosha is much more subtle than the first two Koshas. Manomaya Kosha, sorry, my laundry is done, so the thing just beeped, oh my goodness. Uh, it seems like I'm always recording when I'm in the middle of doing laundry. Okay, <laughs> the Manomaya Kosha consists of our feelings, our thoughts, emotions, memory, and imagination. This Kosha is responsible for our cognitive functions like memory, perception, and reasoning, and is where we process our experiences and emotions. The thoughts and emotions we experience—sorry, wow—we experience affect the energy flow in and around us, which in turn 
affect our energetic and physical health. Signs of imbalance is lack of awareness of thought patterns and emotional reactions and their sources. In order to balance this kosha, you may try meditation, yoga nidra, pratyahara, which is the disconnection from external stimuli, and turning our awareness inward for exploration, healthy emotional expression, So going even further, how to tap into this kosha. Try this basic self-inquiry. Adapt from an exercise developed by the spiritual teacher Byron Katie. Looks at a, sorry, a simul, I want to say simulation. Ah, Look at a situation in your life that is charged in some way. Write down your thoughts about it. Then one by one, Consider each thought and ask yourself, what would I be without this thought? Notice how your breathing, your energy, and your mental experience shift. Consciously replace the thought with one that feels empowering and real, such as, I am free to choose my attitudes, or there is another way to see this. Notice whether this new thought brings greater spaciousness to your mind. As we get to explore this next kosha, I just want to clarify, I will probably be definitely saying this wrong. So I definitely will have it in the source so you can look and know how each kosha is written out. Because I have a feeling that this is not going to be the right pronunciation of this and it's the Vignana Maya Kosha is known as the intellect or the intuitive sheath and is connected with the air element. This Kosha permeates the three denser layers, the Manomaya, the Pranamaya, and the Anamaya. It is the home of our inner knowing and wisdom. Our intellect, intuition, and inner wisdom are all part of the Vignananamaya Kosha, making it a key factor in our spiritual growth and development. This Kosha is also where we connect with our innermost selves and experience a sense of unity with the universe. Ways to know that this kosha is in balance is the inability to see the bigger picture of life, feeling trapped, lost, or out of control. Ways in which to balance this kosha, you might practice darahana, which is concentration or having a single focus, and daihana, which is the control of focus inward. Developing the conscious witness, meditation, and mindfulness practices learning to focus and stabilizes the mind and access a discriminating intuition which informs us we are whole and complete. How to tap into this kosha? Right now, notice something in your observation that you are reading or listening That same observing I is also aware of your thoughts, your mood, the way your body feels, and your energy level. 
It knows all this without being involved in it. As you embody awareness, notice if you're able to contain all the other levels of experience without getting attached to their meaning or outcome. The last is the Ananda Maya Kosha. It is known as the bliss sheath and is connected with the ether element. Beyond the other four koshas and yet permeating and comprising them all is the sheath of bliss. The blissful sheath is what allows us to feel joy, love, and happiness. It is also responsible for our spiritual contentment and liberation and where we experience our interconnectedness with all things. This is the aspect of our being which we recognize as a deep inner peace and joy. Free from our thoughts, emotions, energy, and body, and yet at the same time embracing them all. It is the sweetness of all life that we feel when the mind is still. When this kosha is imbalanced, you might feel attachment to spiritual experience and the inability to integrate the natural self into everyday life. In order to balance this, you may want to try study of yoga and philosophy in the nature of true self, which includes all aspects of life. How to tap into this kosha? Ask yourself, where is bliss? Ask in an open-ended way and tune into the subtle feelings of tenderness, joy, and contentment that can show up at the most unexpected moments. Let yourself open to the possibility that bliss is your true nature. Don't worry if there's no immediate answer or response. The bliss body takes time to reveal itself. For many practitioners, the experience of the bliss body arises after years of dedicated practice. Yet, it can come alive for you in a moment during an evening of kirtan or a meditation on the heart or in a deep state of savasana. When the bliss body does reveal itself, it can seem miraculous, like a gift, and yet completely natural. Your essence is innately blissful, but, we may, but you may need to learn how to turn deep inside in order to recognize it. How to work with the koshas. Believe it or not, it is possible to be conscious of yourself in all these layers and levels. To be aware and present in all of the koshas is to awaken to your own life and to integrate all the parts of yourself. It then becomes natural to sense the universal self that expresses itself as our individual layered self. Then we become like the greatest sages of yoga tradition who are awake in all their bodies and awake to that which is beyond them. Of course, there are many ways you can work with your koshas, and I might not list the exact ways you particularly know or use to work with your koshas, and that is perfectly fine. So the first way might be classical yana yoga. The yoga of understand, also known as the direct path, involves deconstructing the ideas about who you are 
by breaking your identification with each kosha until you eventually transcend the layers and find a state of pure awareness and absolute bliss. Another way to connect with your koshas is through the practicing of the asanas. There are some yoga instructors that base their classes on the koshas. You could possibly find them on the internet and take an online class, or if you are lucky that a studio nearby might have a class based on the koshas. You could even try to contact them and talk about the koshas further and connecting it with the asanas might help your practice, which is another way of practicing with your koshas is keeping a regular asana practice. Even if you're just doing it at home, going through some postures and different positions might actually help you further understand your koshas. Having a regular practice of pranayama, you can develop greater awareness of the breath and the subtle energy of the body. This can lead to a deeper understanding of the connection between the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of your, be- of your being. It also helps to calm the mind, reduce stress, anxiety, and improve overall health and well-being. You can also practice the yamas and the niyamas in engaging in selfless service. And of course, not really last, but meditation. You can try that and see how well you start identifying the different layers of yourself. A type of meditation is samhati. It is a state of deep meditation in which you become completely absorbed in the self and experience a state of pure consciousness. I hope this episode on the five yoga koshas gave your brain some food for thought for the rest of the day. In the beginning, I found them so complex and hard to understand. But then the deeper I got into researching them, it became more palatable. If you're still wondering what the hell you just listened to, and I think this quote from the article by Sally Kempton from the Yoga Journal that I referenced earlier might help to break it down further. According to the sages of yoga, any real answer to the question, who am I really, or what is the meaning of my life, involves looking into these sheaths, which are also called bodies or selves. To be fully empowered by who you are means that you must bring all these sheaths online, as it were, and this takes practice. Although all your sheaths are firing at all times, most of us have easily conscious access to only one or two. For instance, though you are probably Describe yourself largely in terms of a physical sheath, defining yourself as fit or thin, strong or weak, good-looking or unattractive. You spend much more time in the mental sheath, caught up in thoughts and other forms of mental activity. Once you've learned to recognize how it feels to be in one of these sheaths rather than another, you not only have expanded sense of self, but you also have far more power over your choices and your reaction to events. 
Thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it and maybe found some inspiration or something of value. I really enjoy these episodes in which I dig into the yoga and the yogi life a little further. It is quite a beautiful lifestyle, thought process, and changing the way you think and act for the better of humanity. Please help support the podcast by liking, reviewing, and downloading episodes, and please tell your friends. This is the best way to help support any podcast that you enjoy in a way that is free and just very kind. So please help others help me if that's in your will. And you can let me know if you have recommendations or stories you would like to share in a listener's story. You can submit all those at cronebydesign.com and click on the Submit Stories for Podcast tab and fill out the form. You can find me, the podcast, and my shop at cronebydesign.com. If you're interested in more information on how you can become a sponsor of the podcast, please reach out to me at cronebydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone. I will see you next week, and please be safe out there.